is this thing on? everyone, welcome to another episode of the Essay Voice podcast. I am Amanda and I'm joined by my co-hosts Ellie and Jared and we are going to be kind of taking you through our experiences with this past semester and all of the craziness that's going on right in the middle of exams and final projects and all of that. So how have you guys been holding up? Ah. <laughs> uh, it's been crazy. Uh, I'll be honest with you, we've, we've been overloaded in our course specifically, I feel, uh, from what I've talked to everyone in my course, uh, the past week we've gotten about three to four assignments for each class. I know one of our classes, I, in one day I submitted 40% of my assignments. So it's just, it's just been hectic. It's uh, been early mornings, late nights, but uh, I'm thankful for Zoom and Microsoft Teams to allow me to keep doing my study groups and contacting my students. And uh, I felt like our teachers doing pretty good at answering our emails much faster than last year. So that's always helpful. But uh, I am looking forward to a month off of school. Yeah, me too. Yeah, what about you, sure. Ellie? Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been... been challenging. I found it challenging because I'm in one of those situations where I work part time and I have a business and I'm trying to go back to school full time. So trying to balance a full time course load with the rest of my life, it was it was hard even last last year when we weren't dealing with all the online stuff. Now, I mean, there are advantages and disadvantages, right? Like we talked about earlier in the term, I don't have to drive to school, so I've been saving some time that way. But the, um, like Jared, I've had a ton of assignments due, and now I've got, you know, tests I need to study for, which it's completely different, right? I'm sure you guys are experiencing this too, because tests in an online environment, yeah, you could have your materials, you could have your books, and you could use them, but often the tests I find are harder because, you know, profs know that you have access to your materials. So they try to make it so you can't use them. <laughs> you have to study the stuff to have the information because you're not going to be able to flip through at the last minute and do it in that, that time frame. So, so that's one of the things is adjusting to that whole online testing and, and how programs how they're being evaluated so assignments are different right like the, the way that things are um, being evaluated is different so that's been a bit of a learning curve I find what about you yeah, no for me um, I didn't have any exams my first year the way our program was structured with the 717 for the business so getting used to having exams and having a 14-week period where you have eight classes to do assignments for instead of three classes to do assignments for has been a bit challenging, like adding on to the whole online factor. So that's definitely been something kind of to get used to in a learning curve for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm lucky in police foundations that we don't have many exams. We do have like 20% tests here and there. But the difference between a 20% exam and a 20% test, I find is drastic because it's not the whole course. It's what I've learned in the past two or three weeks. So it minimizes the studying you have to do. And yeah, like you said, like with the access to Google and all our notes, I find our teachers like last year, it'd be lots of true or false or specific things. And now they're asking for like our personal opinion and explain this and why. 
and you can't find that in the book. <laughs> so it does make it quite difficult when you're trying to, when they say it's an open book test, but your book is rather useless. I know a lot of RSMs too have been like reflecting on what you've learned and kind of connecting it to like what you see in your everyday life. I know I just finished one for project management where we had to kind of connect uh, projects that we've seen in the community with what we've learned in class. So it's definitely um, a lot different assessments than last year where you probably would have just been, okay, what is this, what is this, what is this, where you actually were able to memorize a lot of stuff. I'm curious what your experiences have been with your classmates for both you guys, because in my program, so in the social service worker program I started last year, there was two cohorts. So in one section, apparently was quite um, dynamic and chatty. And the, the section that I was in was not at all. So it was really hard to get people to engage and talk. Um, and so now online, I find that that's even worse. I mean, I know some profs, not any of them in my program, but in, in some programs, they force you to turn your camera on and to be present in class, like to actually have some sort of presence so they know you're there. And that hasn't been the case in my program. Most of the time, everyone's just initials on a screen and, and very few people chat, very few people will even turn on their mic. Um, and it's, it's a bit of a ghost town type of feel. And has it been similar for you guys? Oh, yeah. Well, I must say, so last, well, last year, we had two specific sections in police foundations, and they were very isolated, minimal communication between the two sections. This year, we branched both of those sections together, and we are all in our class. No one turns on their camera. We're muted unless we have a question or an answer to the teacher, but we do have a group chat, and there has not been one day since September 4th that we have not used that group chat. Everyone in my program, we're super friendly with each other. Um, whenever we're struggling with an assignment, the, you could, someone will help you out, whether I can't say we send each other answers in it, because we can't, we can't do that, but like, we're always there to help or send information to people or give resources. And um, it's also a lot of motivation that we have. Like kids would be like, come on guys, like only a few more weeks or last test for this class, or they're pushing us, or they're like, hey, just remind me, this assignment is posted, but you're not going to find it on the assignment tab or there people message us saying hey like there's an in-class assignment so if you're not in class you might want to hop on so that'll kind of get your attention so i feel like without that contact with between our students in our program that we would not be doing as good as a, as a whole together yeah i found we had that a lot too um Last year, I know, at least for the first semester, they kept everyone in the same classes. So you had the same group, all of your classes. And then second semester, they kind of intermingled those. And I found I've had a lot of the people from my uh, first semester in a lot of my classes this year, which has kind of helped with that like interaction type thing. But I found I've also been interacting with a lot more people who like I've never even talked to before, like working on assignments together and it's definitely been interesting, like the lack of communication in class seems to be kind of replacing itself with a little bit more communication out of class, I've found. Oh, that's interesting. That's good. That's good. Have you guys picked up on any new online habits that you think you're probably going to end up carrying over to next semester? Because I figure everything's probably going to be about the same. Go ahead, Jared. 
Um, I started, I started finding more efficient ways to do things. I didn't challenge things, but like I still study the same way, but I went in depth into the Microsoft OS and uh, iOS and learning on how the software works. So instead of like going and highlighting something and then clicking bold, I learned if I click control B that the text goes into bold. And then, so learning all these like commands on your keyboard and like hidden features that you have on your computer, I found I can do work in about half the time now because I'm not scrolling up everywhere. Like I know how to click control alt X for like word count. And it just makes everything like I can run through things seamlessly now. And I've been trying every single day to practice typing without looking at my keyboard, which is one of the hardest things for me because I'm not that good at it. And every keyboard is a bit different in size and texture. But I've been getting better at it, and I find my words per minute has been increasing. So I'm able to follow what the teacher's saying in class if I have to write down verbally what they're saying. And uh, that's a big benefit to me. So I think that's a, a life skill that I'll keep working on and improving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Touch typing is great. I learned that in grade 10 because, you know, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> we learned, like, keyboarding. <laughs> when I was in high school. <laughs> so, so that was stuff that stuck with me. But as far as the online stuff, ironically, my computer, my laptop crashed um, like about two weeks ago. So I've, I've now had to get used to someone else's. I borrowed a friend's laptop. So I've had to use their laptop and, and try to figure out everything, get Microsoft downloaded and do all of that all over again in the middle of trying to do classes and so i wasn't terribly familiar with teams so that's been helpful and i think i probably would use teams more um in the future because i like that i usually like i see clients online for part of my business so i was using zoom and i mean not everyone has teams but um it could be an option for people that have you know that have teams i could run online meetings and things like that because there are some features over there that i really like and just being more proficient with an online meeting i think is going to be helpful for everyone no matter what field you're working in or going into because the world is moving a lot of it is moving to a more of an online format as a result of this businesses have figured out that they can run things online so a lot of people are now going to be working from home so i think there's solid benefits to learning that in this environment um, and being able to apply those skills later. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's crazy of how much we've adapted as a society. Uh, for example, yesterday I was installing a brand new sound system and stereo in my car, one of those ones with the big touchscreen. And when I, when I plug in, it connects with your phone through Apple CarPlay. And there's like pre-downloaded Zoom and Microsoft Teams. So wow. while they're driving, you can like see, like they have everything going on. I was like, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in class. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. But uh, seeing how everything, like all the stores, how they've changed, putting up the barriers between the like shoppers and the employees and going to the college, seeing the divisions everywhere. I think, uh, I think it's gonna be pretty exciting to see those come down when they do come down. They come down. And uh, for me, the biggest thing is wearing a mask. I can't tell what people's facial expression is. So I don't know if they're upset or if they're aggravated towards me, if they're happy to see me. 
So it's nice because I, I, I always, I'm always smiling underneath my mask, but no one can see me. So they just see like this part <laughs> and uh, it doesn't come like it doesn't portray the same message. Yeah, I think there's a lot of mental health impacts of I mean, especially for kids, right? They're having a hard time learning social cues in the first place. So then you cover up people's faces. It's even harder to learn to learn those things and and kids lose those skills really fast. So I think that's something like I have friends with kids that are having a hard time with that. So I'll be happy when the mask season wearing is over, what mask wearing season is over. Yeah, and uh, living in residence, we've had so many mental health situations in the building. Um, just this past week, I had to go and talk with someone because they they lost motivation to do their schoolwork and everything. And when you're talking with them, the like I'm similar. I'm like, yeah, like, there's no more study groups where you get together with big a group of friends and you're up all night studying. So you're up and you're kind of by yourself. You can't talk with anyone, and you just have to open up a laptop. And especially in residence, you're by yourself. So it's not like you have friends or family or kids at home. You're just in a room by yourself studying, looking at a laptop. So I I get where they're coming from. So it sucks that they can't have that college experience. Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely a big thing. And um, like just staying in one location, like especially, I guess, for living in residence, because I would always like go out to the campus for classes and then come back to my room or go for dinner with friends and like you can't do that anymore you're kind of just stuck in one environment and it can kind of drive you crazy sometimes especially like you said if you're by yourself like you don't get a lot of interaction for sure yeah we just we just created a system about a week or two ago called the buddy agreement so each person is allowed to sign a contract with one other person and for the, the whole, the duration of the year, you can only hang out with that one person in each other's room. But it's difficult because some people have lots of friends, some people have two friends. So there, we've noticed big problems in groups of three, where if there's three people and two of them are one person's left alone. <laughs> Sorry, that's my Another friend. joy of technology, <laughs> we get to meet everyone's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> So how have you been doing this year? Have you felt like the, the course loads have been harder, been easier? Um, I think with the technology adjustment, it's actually making it a little easier because I know like I can always, um, there's a lot of crossover. So I know I can go back to a lecture from project management if the professor records those lectures and okay, I can connect this concept over here with what I needed from this class that I can't access the lecture again. So definitely recording lectures has been a big help with kind of keeping up with all the information and sticky notes. I have literally, I don't know why, but I have become obsessed with sticky notes in the last couple of weeks for planning assignments and everything. I will literally write down on a sticky note what I'm gonna do each day, which assignments I'm gonna tackle or which part of an assignment I'm gonna tackle. And I have probably about a million at this point. So I will definitely need to refresh my stock for next semester. No, I see the way my, programs laid out is we have a lecture 
that we have to attend for each course, which is about three hours long. And in the lecture, they just, they really just talk about things. They don't have like a PowerPoint, it's just them talking about the topic. Then we have a PowerPoint for each lecture posted. And then we have a PowerPoint with a voiceover posted. And then we have assignments to do for that lecture. So in total, our regular three hour class. Yeah, all of them. So, so now our three hour class has turned into about seven hours of just listening to people talk. And so, so doing that and working part time when I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in front of my computer just listening to teachers talk for about 30 hours a week. Do you listen to them on like one and a half times speed? No, I can't. No, I do that all the time. Some instructors talk really fast and you can't, but the slow ones, oh yeah, they get, they get speeded up to like one and a half times or, <laughs> or more. <laughs> I, I tried that once and while I'm talking and trying to type everything and I have, I'm not going to self-diagnose, but I'm not going to say I have OCD, but I like things in a very particular way. So my notes have to be bulleted points and with the right tab indentation and highlighting with headings. Oh and <laughs> oh no, you froze. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Show me some resonance Wi-Fi. Yeah, really, huh? See hey, goodness, I got my laptop back. Ooh. <laughs> That's what Purelater was dropping off. <laughs> you froze there, Jared. We lost you for a minute. I know, I know. It's the, uh, it's the resonance Wi-Fi. It happens like at the end of every hour, all the time. It just, the Wi-Fi just cuts off because it's everyone ending their classes or starting their class. So there's no playing video games in residence anymore. It doesn't work. That's gotta be oh, driving. Another downside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's upsetting. Yeah, I um, like you were saying about the notes, I'm the exact same way, except I handwrite all my notes, like cursive right handwrite all my notes. So if something doesn't look like a specific word, I will like go back and correct it and try and do that while the professor's talking. And sometimes it doesn't work out too well <laughs> yeah in, in high school of course if i put on a laptop and start typing in high school the teacher would lose her mind so of course it was all handwritten notes then i'd get home and i would type my notes up nicely with the indentations and all that and then i would have a second book and i would rewrite the handwritten notes in the right format that i liked it and so last year I tried doing that. Once I came to college, I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. I was like, I don't have five hours to write these fancy notes for 10 classes. Like, and I was like, we need to do this in a more efficient manner. See, I did that for um, my first year here too. I like started trying to write my notes all nice and it's like, this isn't going to work. So I just wrote them out like to get all the information. And then I think it was on Christmas break. I went back through all of my notes and actually rewrote them in a second book, like to keep everything together. So, yeah, but definitely a bit of the same there. Yeah, and I feel like, like last year when I'm like, okay, I realized this wasn't working out for me. I knew I had to change something. I could see, I you could look around the class and see what 
doing your talk study groups. But now all these kids are coming from high school with strategies that work for them in high school, but they're not having this communication with the others in the program. So they're not really, it's not something you talk about, how do you take your notes? I've never had someone ask me that, but they don't realize other people might be doing a different way that is better suited for them. So they just keep doing theirs. Like I had one resident come up to me and she was typing out word for word her entire PowerPoint. And it was like a hundred slides. And I'm like, I have to show you, there's a button you can click that changes PowerPoint into Google Docs. And I was like, when you're in groups, you, you pick up on these little social cues and how people are acting and doing certain things. But with this COVID and isolation, that's a, a feature we, are, we unfortunately do not have anymore. Yeah, the ability to learn from each other just through observation and being together, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So how do you guys think it's going to go next semester? It's going to be uh, like we're getting into the season of the cold and dark days. I know the sun's setting earlier. How do you feel like second semester is going to, it's going to go, do you think it's going to go well, better than this semester? I know for me, I'm not going to miss me, walking I'm... outside. <laughs> I'm not going to miss walking, oh, right. even just that walk from res to campus. I'm not going to miss that. That's no. for sure. Mine might be different. I don't know for sure because they crammed a bunch of coursework into this first term for us because we were supposed to have a placement and coursework this term and a placement and coursework next term. So now we can't do placements. They put all of our coursework, well, most of our coursework in first term. So now there's a little bit of coursework and now there are going to be classes that replace placements. So what that's going to look like I don't know there's going to be because um, right now most of my learning is asynchronous meaning I don't necessarily have to attend class when class is going on I can listen to a lecture later or recording but but next term there's going to be some some of those classes that I will have to attend when the class is on so that's going to be different um, but I'm hoping that the workload is lower because there won't be as many classes and there won't be as many assignments because the placement is um, whatever they're going to do as a replacement for placement is up we don't know it's kind of up in the air they're designing that as as we speak probably so that's how it's going to be for my program it's going to be different but I don't know if it's going to be better I'm hopeful it's going to be a little less work yeah um, I'm excited to see how things change I know we're told our entire program is still going to be all alternative delivery method so it's a fancy for online um it does suck because some of our classes like our fitness and health management this semester i had three of those classes for fitness and health and it's all online which isn't the same as working out with a big group of people so i'm not excited to have to do that next year as well or next semester but i am i am looking forward to coming back well i'm staying in kingston but seeing all my friends come back is going to be very exciting after a month alone yeah i think um it'll definitely be interesting to see like especially like you said with all of the development that's going on outside of the classroom it'll be interesting to see if that's able to carry over into next semester or if like we're kind of starting from square one with new classes new people kind of thing did they make our Christmas or our holiday break this longer this year? I think so. 
I don't remember it being. I think I, I believe they added an extra weekend at the end. I heard about this on their syllabus week. They made our holiday break one week longer so that they can plan for second semester better and execute it with more efficiency. Yeah, I don't know if all programs are starting up at the same time or if there was a staggered start there. I'm not 100% sure on when my program starts up again, but when you said you weren't back till January 18th, I feel like my mine starts before that, but I'm not sure. I'd have to Yeah, because I, I have exactly, a, well, yeah, I'm back on the 18th, but I have, so I have this week of class, of course, with tomorrow being Friday, and then next week, and then my teacher said she's not going to see us again. So I was like, am I done next week? I'm so concerned about when my classes end. Uh -huh. So I was like, huh. I was like, I'm just going to keep coming to class until the teacher doesn't show up. Because I don't want to miss a 10% in-class assignment. Yeah. And I don't know how your classes work, but one of my classes, I just submitted my last mark for the class. And he's like, Who's, he's like here's our lecture for next week. And I was like, you have 100% percent of my marks why am i coming like i'm not i'm not coming <laughs> exactly i know because they have um, nine other classes <laughs> yeah i know for some of my classes like um for my professional selling class we are using the next three weeks to do sales calls so i haven't had a lecture for that class in i think a week at this point and i won't have one for the rest of the semester but then there's i have one class where i have my exam on literally the last Friday before the holiday breaks are supposed to start. So there's a little bit of imbalance there, but. Yeah, we, uh, I have, I have one Friday afternoon class and oh boy, is it ever horrendous? It's because they give me such a big break. I have like an 8.30 to 10.30 and then like a 4.30 to 6.30, I believe. And it's just like, you start your Friday in the morning and then it's like, oh, gotta go to class. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's why I wish my classes were asynchronous so you can do them whenever you want. Are none of yours asynchronous? No, all of mine are, you have to be in class and then you have to go and watch the PowerPoint and then the voiceover PowerPoint right after. That is just, that blows my mind. I don't know how they expect people to do that. I really don't. It doesn't, we've, uh, we've had a talk with our, our dean at the beginning of the year. There was some, uh, I'm not going to bash our teachers, but there was a bit of miscommunication and uh, disorientation with Blackboard and some assignments were being posted under assignments. They were under Blackboard tutorial, so they were not the easiest to find. You had to do a bit of uh, scavenge hunting. So we talked with the dean at the beginning, saying like, hey, like, we just want to clarify some stuff. And since then, it's been much better, but it's just difficult to have to be expected to go through all this stuff. And I actually got, I sent him, when I sent him the email, I copied all the people in our program on it after communicating with them that they all shared the same opinion as me uh, through our group chat. And I got an email back from one girl saying that she was like, she's a remote student, and she has kids and a full-time job and she's, she's like she's not doing super good in the classes and some teachers like they expect you to go to every class but with it being online sometimes you you can't take from 8 a.m to 6 p.m off every day of work it's yeah because i know a lot of my classes are online and they're 
go until 5.30, which kind of makes it hard to work a part-time job those things. And then they, they end up ending around 4. But if you know the one class that you decide to go into work is going to be the one that goes till 5.30. So it definitely makes it hard to balance for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of our teachers, they're like, yeah, classes are mandatory. Only come if you have questions or answers. And then I, I don't go, I don't have a question. So some of, like, one of the classes I didn't attend, and then, of course, they post the assignment, and I, I submitted the assignment. And she's like, you got 0% on it. And I was like, why? She's like, well, you weren't in class, so we can't grade you. And I was like, you said it wasn't mandatory. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's the miscommunication I was talking about. So... Yeah. We'll use all those, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that it goes back to in class. I'm waiting to go to uh, UBC for further education in law school, and I've been talking with my parents and my peers, and I'm like, I'm not going until this whole thing is done because I can't do six years of online school. Yeah, I don't blame you. No, one year is enough. Yeah, yeah it's too much. I was, doing, yeah, I was looking at doing um, a third year to do like specialize in accounting and it's like I don't think I can handle that many math based courses online because I had to do um, math 53 when everything moved online last year during March we just started our math 53 course so we had to do pretty much the entire course online and it's like yeah I'm never doing that again. And I'm a math person too. So. Yeah, I was talking with my friends this week, and we were saying how last year, it was March 13th, I believe, because it was the day before St. Patty's Day at Queens, where we got the email from Glenn saying we have to go back home for a week in residence. And I was like, okay. And then when we had to stay there for the rest of the year, our group chat, for our program, everyone's so excited, like, yeah, no more classes, you gotta go to class in bed, get to eat food in class, wear your hat, you don't have to follow a dress code. And now this week, like, we're sitting down, we're like, I just wanna be in class. <laughs> it's, it's brutal now, sitting in my bed just doing schoolwork, I was like, I want social interaction. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So it's weird adaptation. And I, I do think it's gonna be, interesting to see the kids come out of this the younger ones like I know I have a seven-year-old brother and already he's a strange kid sometimes but seeing them they don't build that social interaction and they don't get those social cues that you're talking about so like they don't know how to make much friends now like they're quiet they're not talking to people and like when they want to have friends over a lot of parents are like, no, you can't, you really can't see your friends because of COVID. So they're all alone. And I feel like it's very hard on parents too to be the one that's in charge of entertaining your kid all the time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so before we wrap up, do you guys have any advice going into the second semester of fully online for those of us who are fully online or? even for people who are able to go back to campus in the winter, any final advice? I would say trying to stay organized is the biggest one. So having like a day, whether it's a, a daily calendar, you can try time blocking, 
which is where you just like make specific sections of your time each day. Like I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. So you don't either overwhelm your stuff, your day with schoolwork, or you don't take a one hour assignment and end up doing eight hours. So really be punctual and then make like a semester calendar so you can visually see when everything is due. Yeah, I agree. The visual calendar helps me too. And checking Blackboard regularly, like every day, I go and read the announcements and I, I check my emails. And I know a lot of people don't do that. They'll just log on to just do a class. Um, but you can really miss a lot of things if you're not paying attention, if you're not looking every day. So I say just be diligent to keep checking pay attention to what's happening in that online environment because there's so many things you can miss easily that in a classroom environment, you would hear the mention a test. Um, you know, it might be that five minutes before at the, the beginning of class or the end of the class. And if you're not quite there, you miss it. It's really easy to miss stuff I find online. So checking that pretty regularly, I would say is important. Mm -hmm. We need good timing because my computer is at two percent right now. <laughs> oh, perfect. I've been watching it. I've been watching it the entire time. All right. Well, thanks, Ellie and Jared. Um, this is so much fun, and we hope you guys were able to kind of find some relation to some of the stuff that you may be going through, and even some tips for next semester. Wishing everyone the best with exams and the transition into that, and we will see you in another episode soon. Good luck. Good luck. Have a happy holidays.